Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Big Blue Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP. And we welcome you to the Monday edition of the Big Blue Insider. Dick Gabriel with you. Hope you had a great weekend. We got a little bit of a break on the weather. Wasn't quite as suffocatingly hot. Got a little bit of a breeze. Still, it is summertime in the state of Kentucky. That's what we signed up for when we decided to live here. So, uh, much to discuss today as well. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk to Keith Madison, the uh, legendary Kentucky baseball coach, Hall of Famer, about the College World Series over the weekend. Mississippi wins. So, the SEC with another national championship. And the Wildcats uh, played extremely well against Ole Miss back during the season when the Rebels came to town. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on. But coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk to Zach Yenzer. He is the offensive line coach for the football Wildcats. And we're just getting caught up with him a little bit. We haven't had a chance to talk to him really since he got here. And, of course, uh, since then they have practiced throughout the spring and a lot has happened throughout the SEC. So we will chat with him and talk Kentucky football coming up. Also going to talk to Brett Dawson, former Kentucky beat writer, now covers the UofL beat, but going to talk to Brett a little bit about the NBA draft that just came and went. Brett used to be an NBA beat writer, but now is back covering college basketball. So that guy knows both worlds, if you will. And we'll have a chance to talk to him, get his thoughts on Shaden Sharp, Ty Ty Washington, and what may lie ahead for them and future college players on both ends of the interstate. Biggest news involving UK over the weekend, Abby Steiner does it again. And as they put it, The more she runs, the faster she gets. She won the U.S. National 200-meter championships, uh, championship up in Eugene, Oregon. And her U.K. teammate, Daniel Roberts, won his signature event, the 110 hurdles. So U.K. well represented at the USA Track and Field Championships. And, you know, the last time we talked to Abby was on a Zoom call, and I asked her, about the prospect of, as a record-holding runner, her goal each time she goes out is to run faster than she's ever run before. What must that be like? And we we played that comment, I guess it was last week. I'm going to double back to that here in a minute. But I thought I would share with you what it sounded like. This is audio from the NBC telecast as Steiner won her first USA TF outdoor championship personal best time of 21.77 of course sixth fastest in american history 17th fastest in world history and as you listen you'll hear the fact that she didn't get off to a great start which can be at times a problem for her but uh, you know i sound like i'm an expert but i've you know heard enough people talk about it but she has such a strong finish and it worked for her again over the weekend. Xfinity Women's 200 meters. You're looking in all in blue. Abby Steiner, fourth from the left. And 
Gabby Steiner not having the first 50 that she's used to, so she has some work to do, but a very competitive final with 100 to go. Kayla White looking good there, third from the right-hand side. She's taking the fight. She's taking the fight to Abby Steiner, but now Steiner reaches deep, and Abby Steiner's going to be a national champion. And there it is, another world lead, 21-77. To give us a sense of the difference between the first half of your race and the second half of this final. Yeah, um... I think it's just the important thing is just maintaining form on the backstretch and just digging deep to get to that finish line. And to now win a national senior national championship, what does this mean? Everything. Um, you know, coming off of a collegiate season, a lot of people want to put limitations on you, say you're going to be burnt out. But me and my coaches trusted the process, um, and I couldn't be more excited. So now Steiner gets to represent Team USA in the World Athletics Championships in Eugene beginning on July 15th with the 200-meter prelims beginning on July 18th. Roberts, by the way, uh, competed in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, and he won the 110 season best, 13.03. He officially qualifies for Team USA as well. And again, from NBC Sports, here's what it sounded like. Who gets the better start? his second U.S. title in the event. He won it back in 2019. So a huge weekend for them. And Sydney McLaughlin, she brought the former Wildcat, broke her own 400-meter hurdle world record. Kenji Harrison won the 100-meter hurdles on the third day of the outdoor championship. So Sydney is, is becoming, obviously, one of, if not the true superstar on the national and international circuit. She is the U.S. champ once again, broke her own world record. She is a two-time Olympic gold medalist. She will compete for Team USA at the Worlds July 15th through the 24th. Kenji Harrison, her fifth U.S. title in a row in the 100 hurdles, world leading in season best 12.34. And at the Worlds, she will face another U.K. alumna, Jasmine Camacho Quinn. So that'll be fun as always. And by the way, Incoming UK freshman, Jordan Anthony, who will play football and run track, he won the under-20 200 title, and now he'll run in the under-20 championships in Colombia. That's the South America, Colombia, coming up. And you got an incoming sophomore transfer, Brandon Miller, who was second. He's also made it to the world. So, Kentucky Wildcats with... Mad success over the weekend in track and field. The other big news involved recruiting. John Calipari has offered Travis Perry. A lot of people were worried that Calipari would dawdle and maybe lose the guy. That's been a knock on Calipari. He waits too long to offer kids. But Lyon County, tiny Lyon County, has produced a kid who just might break the school or the state. He's already broken a school record, state scoring record. Owned by King Kelly Coleman, class of 2024, Perry tweeted. He hadn't accepted it, but he tweeted that he received a scholarly offer from UK after a visit to UK's campus. 
He ranked ninth in the state in scoring last year at 27.5 points per game. You've probably read about him. He's been a varsity player since seventh grade. He's already scored nearly 3,200 points for his career. He needs, uh, what, 1,200 points to break King Kelly Coleman's record, which has stood since 1956. So this kid has got himself an offer from Kentucky and John Calipari. And by the way, he averages nearly six rebounds and five assists per game. So now that sort of dovetails to the news that Calipari got recently that Robert Dillingham, the number one point guard in the class of 2023, has committed to Calipari and the Wildcats. He did that Friday night in an interview with ESPN. This is a kid from Simi Valley, California. So he joins Reed Shepard as the second rising star in the senior class of 2023 to pledge to Kentucky. Dillingham turned down Louisville, Auburn, and Southern Cal. He is 6'2", 165. He originally committed to NC State back in December, choosing Kentucky over Kansas, LSU, and Memphis. Reopened his recruitment. Get this now. He reopened his recruitment just a couple days after UofL announced Kenny Payne would become its next head coach. But instead, he chose Kentucky. And according to a story by John Hale in the Courier-Journal, recruiting databases showed he only visited UK. Dillingham is at least the 11th true point guard, according to John's story, uh, ranked among the top five of the 247 Sports composite rankings to commit to UK since Calipari accepted the head coaching job back in April of 09. So this is becoming... Point Guard University, if it hasn't been already. One other recruiting note, this doesn't involve Kentucky directly, but it's about the NIL, so it involves everybody, or it may have repercussions. Did you see this story coming out of Miami? There's a four-star quarterback named Jaden Rashada, I guess, or Rashada. He committed to Miami on Sunday, but there is what is being described as controversy and potential misinformation surrounding his reported NIL signing. He is from Pittsburgh, California, high school quarterback, good player, 22 on the 247 sports ranking, 45 on the composite. But evidently, allegedly, there's a Miami alum who really wanted this guy to be a hurricane. Supposedly now, this hasn't been confirmed, but Yahoo Sports reporting, this kid has signed... And he's not even in school yet. An NIL deal worth $9.5 million, And that wasn't even his highest offer. On3.com is reporting that multiple sources said this kid gets this massive deal from a Miami booster who's in the medical, uh, Medicaid and Medicare recovery industry. And apparently this guy got offers for even more. He turned down an $11 million deal, supposedly, from Florida. Or not from the school, but from, you know, collectives or whatever they call them. The people who put up, put up the money. Now, the Miami Booster went on Twitter and said it's inaccurate. Says he has never spoken to the NIL attorney involved in this story about Jaden Rashada. It said that uh, the, he and the attorney only spoke about an unrelated player months ago and had a very professional and pleasant conversation and said, I respect him. But the word going around is 
the guy may have accepted an NIL deal worth nine and a half million. Look, this will come out eventually if he did. But imagine the repercussions, the effect it could have on the world of college recruiting. It is, they don't like to call it this, but it is right now, the wild, wild west. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we'll talk Kentucky football with Zach Yenzer. More to come here on the Big Blue Insider, 630 WLAP. The Livesey Group is a family-owned CPA firm conveniently located on Pasadena Drive near Nicholasville Road in Lexington. They can help with tax preparation for individuals, businesses, trusts and estates, small business accounting support, including full-service payroll and outsourced bookkeeping services. All the Livesey Group services include free initial consultation and quotes. Bob and Bobby Livesey are native Lexingtonians. They are big blue fans and ready to serve you. The Livesey Group, your one-stop shop for accounting needs. Call 296-1913 or visit Livesey group.com. I'm Lieutenant Emily Horton with the Kentucky State Police Commercial Vehicle Enforcement Division. And I'm Trooper Janus Briscoe with the Kentucky State Police. When working traffic in Kentucky, responding to crashes involving injuries or death is a tough part of our job. When you're driving on Kentucky highways, there's so much out of your control. But what we do have control over is wearing a seatbelt. Less than two seconds. That's all the time it takes to buckle up. Why do we enforce seatbelt laws? It's not about writing tickets. It's about saving lives. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. I had no idea buying a big screen meant everybody comes to my house for game night and what do they bring chips if it weren't for boone's butcher shop i'd be broke trying to feed them all all right let's see should i go for the pick five or get a meat bundle maybe one of boone's freezer baskets so many options i'm going for the cookout special bundle now over to the deli for some cheese grab some marinade i love boone's butcher shop they've got it all boone's butcher shop top quality meats for less 100 old bloomfield pike bardstown online at boonesbutchershop.com have you been dreaming of a home theater outdoor entertainment motorized shades or simply want to feel more secure in your home tom leach here for barney miller's Let the team of experts at Barney Miller's help design and install a technology solution customized for you and your budget. Take a technology tour of our showroom or visit BarneyMillers.com to get inspired. Barney Miller's, celebrating 100 years downtown. Attention fleet owners. Your vehicles are a traveling advertisement for your business. Keeping them clean and presentable speaks volumes about your business. With winter on its way, protect your investment with Hydrosphere Services, the only call you need to make to keep your fleet looking top-notch. With Hydrosphere, you're getting the best-in-class power washing service with the best-in-class commercial-grade equipment. Visit HydrosphereServices.com and fill out our online service form or call 219-2200. That's 219-2200. Bloomberg Crypto is the new daily podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartRadio that tackles everything from Bitcoin to bored apes. Each weekday, Bloomberg reporters and experts from every corner of the industry discuss the latest in cryptocurrencies and explore how it impacts our lives, our politics, and our culture. How many machines would I need to buy, not that I will, to kind of mine Bitcoin effectively? Like tens of thousands of machines. Tens of thousands. That's way more than I was expecting. Listen to Bloomberg Crypto on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. Dick Gabriel with you on a Monday. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, just a few minutes, Zach Yenzer, Kentucky offensive line coach, will join us. In hour number two, Brett Dawson, who covers college basketball for the Courier Journal, specifically works the U of L beat, formerly worked the UK beat, and he also uh, has been an NBA beat writer at one point in his career. So we'll talk to him about the commingling with the draft. 
just having concluded, so you're going to stick around for that. Keith Madison's going to join us. We're going to talk a little bit of college baseball as Ole Miss wins the College World Series, beats Oklahoma, sweeps Oklahoma in the best of three, and a controversial game at one point. Oklahoma had a run taken off the scoreboard and then got it right back, uh, blew a lead, a couple of wild pitches and runs come in for Ole Miss. Crazy, crazy championship game. But it was the first national championship for Ole Miss baseball. And what a last couple of years for Mississippi baseball fans. Mississippi State was the defending champion. Now, the Bulldogs really had a rough year. Didn't even make the SEC tournament. So, you know, they lost so many players to graduation and the portal. But Ole Miss picks up the slack. And by the way, had to get there by beating Southern Miss in a Super Regional. So a great, great last couple of years for college baseball in the Magnolia State. And you might recall this if you follow Kentucky baseball. Wildcats were a bit of a long shot to make it anyway. But according to some corners, Ole Miss, and we know this, Ole Miss was the last team in of the 64. But supposedly one of, if not the last team First team out was Kentucky. It was either Kentucky or NC State. Because Kentucky had that great run in the SEC tournament and had a strong resume down the stretch. Just too many uh, stumbles along the way. I really like Ole Miss head coach Mike Bianco. And part of that is because he's a great coach, 22 years at Ole Miss. But also, you know, it's about how people treat you. And when Doug Flynn and I get to the ballpark to do a game, for the SEC Network, for SEC Plus. We always go over and try to talk to the other coach just to get some feel for it because we know that fans from the other teams are watching, maybe more than are watching the Wildcats because you've got the crowd at home coming to the ballpark. So anyhow, and we try to give that balanced approach, you know, through the prism of UK athletics. We talked to Mike. We had a great time talking to him. He really helped us, telling us about his team. And the reason I bring it up is it doesn't always happen. Every once in a while, you got a coach that is just, you know, doesn't have time for you. Uh, and, and if he's truly busy, I get that. But some of them, you know, and it's not very often. Every now and then, they'll big time us. Mike Bianco couldn't have been nicer. And you know how it is. When somebody treats you well, that's, of course, going to play into how you see them. But he's an outstanding coach. There's no question about that. And I will tell you this. I, got, I was beaten up on Twitter by Ole Miss fans after that first game. And at first they thought it was Jeff Pecoro. So they were tweeting at Jeff. And I don't know why I, I say my name every now and then on the broadcast. But anyhow, Jeff calls me after the game. He's like, what would you say? And what had happened was I had called them, as I just said now, Mississippi. What? Yeah. In the game notes, it says, please don't call us this or that. Uh, we like to be called Ole Miss or Mississippi, but they prefer Ole Miss. So I would interchange it because, it, to me, it just gets repetitive over and over. You know, I'll call Kentucky, UK, the Cats, the Wildcats, whatever. Uh, but I didn't just want to keep saying Ole Miss over and over again. That goes back to my writing days. Uh, so they don't like that, evidently. And I talked to their play-by-play -play guy, and congratulations to David Kellum. Forty years doing Ole Miss baseball and he gets a ring. Uh, and we're going to get David on the show. But I went over and talked to David about it. He's, David said, I call him Mississippi 
at the beginning of the broadcast. Every bro, I said the University of Mississippi, and from then on, it's Ole Miss. And he said, some people don't even like that. Ole Miss fans don't even like that. So I went to Bianco the next day before the second game. Mike, I owe you an apology. He's like, what? I said, I called you guys Mississippi. He goes, that's our name. I said, yeah, but you got some fans you don't like it, and they were kicking my butt on Twitter. And he just kind of shrugged and laughed. He said, call us whatever you want to call us. So I will properly say Ole Miss wins the NCAA championship. Another championship decided yesterday. It might have gone, again, just like the College World Series, might have gone to another game, but they wrapped it up. Colorado holds off Tampa Bay in game six for the Stanley Cup, trying to keep Tampa Bay from a three-peat, and it did. And another great game. Fantastic. And I know not a lot of hockey fans in this part of the world, but I also know that a lot of you watch playoff hockey. That's me. I don't watch a lot of hockey during the season, but it seems like the playoffs are the perfect time because, of course, it's it's more frantic. Uh, there are fewer fights, which to me are boring because it stops the action. And they're playing for the cup, so they're going crazy. It was great. It was great. Darcy Kemper stopped 22 shots on goal. Uh, the Tampa Bay goalie stopped 28. And it might have gone back to Denver for game seven, but Tampa Bay just couldn't get anything going toward the end. Why? I don't know. I just know that Colorado dictated, and it means they've got this cup coming to Denver. Can't wait to see what they do with it either. That's all part of uh, part of the fun. Deshaun Watson may get a one-year suspension from the NFL. So the Browns may be without a quarterback, depending on what happens with Baker Mayfield. But evidently, that leaked out over the weekend that the NFL may have decided to suspend him for a year. So stay tuned on that one. And one other rumor going around, the Lakers may be looking at John Wall. If his huge contract, if the Rockets can buy him out and make it a little more palatable for the Lakers, maybe LeBron has spoken. Maybe LeBron says, we need this guy. Let's go get him. Wall hadn't played in a couple years. He's banked a zillion dollars. Should be healthy by now. Stay tuned on that one. A lot of you are Laker fans out there. Coming up, Kentucky offensive line coach Zach Yenzer. Here on the Big Blue Insider, 630 WLAP. chip cookie dough pieces. Cookie Two-Step has everybody's taste buds two-stepping. And one and two. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell ice cream at all Walmart super centers and all Walmart neighborhood markets. 
A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. <laughs> Good evening, Central Kentucky. After another gorgeous day, we see temperatures drop back again into the 60s and upper 50s, at least getting into Tuesday. We stay dry and likely we can see a little bit of fog early on, likely rising up back again to the low 80s. It's going to be comfortable as we get into your Tuesday. Likely as we get into Wednesday, we start to see temperatures increase once again back to about the mid 80s, but still nicely and sunny. But it's the end of the week where we likely see rain chances return and temperatures increase as we get to the 4th of July. I'm WKYT meteorologist Allie Blake. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Bank of the Bluegrass and Trust Studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio Station. And now you've heard all of our ads. America's largest injury law firm. It means that when you hire us, you get a legal army. When it comes to law, size matters. Morgan & Morgan. Visit ForThePeople.com for an office near you. We all know the importance of nutrition and diet for a healthy lifestyle. We also know that dairy foods deliver great nutrition and value. That's reason enough why Kentucky families choose Prairie-owned Prairie Farms dairy products. Like our two complete lines of delightful, creamy Prairie Farms yogurt flavors, fat-free or low-fat, both fit neatly under 100 calories per serving. Farm fresh quality from our family to yours. Farmer owned Prairie Farms. Tune in to your powerful legacy radio with Christina Payne. We don't want you to leave money on the table. You're entitled to that. You contributed to that. We want to make sure you get as much money as you're supposed to. Saturdays at 11 a.m. on News Radio 630 WLAP. The Livesey Group is a family-owned CPA firm conveniently located on Pasadena Drive near Nicholasville Road in Lexington. They can help with tax preparation for individuals, businesses, trusts and estates, small business accounting support, including full-service payroll and outsourced bookkeeping services. All the Livesey Group services include free initial consultation and quotes. Bob and Bobby Livesey are native Lexingtonians. They are big blue fans and ready to serve you. The Livesey Group, your one-stop shop for accounting needs. Call 296-1913 or visit Livesey group.com you're listening to big blue insider with dick gabriel on news radio 630 wlap and wlap.com welcome back to the big blue insider dick gabriel with you on a friday we are one day closer to college football season everybody's excited none more so of course than the wildcats the the players the staff the coaches one of them's on their celebrity hotline that is offensive line coach zach yenzer coach thanks for joining us how are you i'm doing well thank you for having me well, tell me this, uh, what's the feeling, what's the vibe around the building? Because, and we'll talk a little bit about this, but you've got new faces in, in, in the same places, but uh, there, there's a lot to work with, isn't there? Yes, sir, no doubt. I mean, obviously, you know, specifically with the O-line, you know, replacing three guys that obviously uh, are going to have NFL careers and, and for a long time and, and three really good football players. So, but uh, like you said, man, we got a lot to work with up front. And we're excited about it. Um, you know, I think we got guys that can immediately fill those holes and and do a good job for us in the SEC and and give us a chance to win football games and uh, keep number seven clean. That's the goal. <laughs> and uh, we feel like if we can do that, we're going to have a pretty good chance to win some games. 
You get Eli Cox back from an injury, midseason All-American, and we can talk about recruiting all we want and guys who might have been red-shirted and, you know, but when you get a guy like that back off an injury, that's that's as good as or better than any big-time recruit you're going to sign. Am I right? 100%. And, I mean, I think that's the, that's the cool thing about our room is that, you know, our goal is to get the five best football players on the field. And, obviously, Eli's played guard the last couple of years for for um, for UK. And, and, you know, we've decided to move him into center and, and think that that's a place that he's going to be able to uh, really help this football team. And, you know, he's, he's, he's all about it. I mean, I think he sees the guys that have played in front of him in that position and how important that position really is. And, uh, obviously the two guys that have played in front of him have, have had, have gone on to the NFL. And I think he, he sees himself as that. And we see him as that. Um, I think if he stays healthy. I think he has a very bright future in front of him. But like you said, I mean, you get guy. I mean, you can't recruit a guy any better than what you're going to have at center right now, yeah. you know, for the next two years. And uh, we're fired up about it. Clearly you move a guy to center because you feel he's gives you the best chance to win there. But when you do that, coach, I don't know how much center, if any Eli has played, but this is big boy football. Now, as you well know, uh, you know, and the guy, uh, if you're looking at an odd front over the top of him is a snarling beast. What gives you pause when it comes to teaching a guy to play that position at this level, what's what's the biggest challenge? Or is there my assume there's more than one? Yeah, there's definitely challenges. I mean, I, I think obviously it, it is definitely a different different aspect from moving from guard to center, just because I, I think it's you got hey, you're making the calls for the front up. You know, you, you got to know it a little bit better. Um, you're the guy getting everybody on the same page, or usually the good ones are. Um, and then you know, like you said, there's a 300 pound. 340 pound nose guard at two inches from your face. And uh, usually at guard, you got a little bit more space just because you're off the ball a little bit more, but you just got to have confidence and and continue to do it and and learn the snap and step at the same time. And, and uh, you know, it's just, and you, you want those guys to be a little bit quicker. You know, I think a little bit more lateral speed. And, and I think, I think Eli, he checks all that box for us. He checks every box for us at that, at that position. And, and, um, he just continued to work on it over the summer, and, and the guys have faith in him. Will likes having him there, so it, it's a really good deal for us. You talked about, excuse me, <clears throat> you talked about the guys who had previously played the position. I'm thinking about Drake Jackson, John Toth, those guys, really bright guys. Luke Fortner, of course, really bright yep. guys. And uh, where does where does Eli fit into that? Because and and how much is on his shoulders at the line, or does more of that fall with the quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, both that falls on the center and the quarterback. Um, different aspects of, of it, you know, the, the center is going to be more in charge of our specific calls and, and our IDs and how we're getting, to, you know, certain human beings on each football play. But And then obviously the quarterback and Will is going to be uh, responsible for more of the scheme-wise and getting us in the right play and, and off of whatever our, you know, we're looking for. And, uh but, you know, like I said, Cox, he does a phenomenal job in, in the meeting rooms with the young guys and, and, and holding, holding meetings with me not being there when I'm not allowed to be there with the guys. I mean, he just is, uh, he's a leader of the team and the guys, uh, look up to him and, and that's because of how he carries himself on and off the field. And, and, uh, he fits the mold of a center. I always say centers have to be a little bit, 
They got to be, you know, they're kind of weird, not weirdos, but they are just, just because they're just, they just think a little different because they yeah. want everything to be perfect. And, um, and he, he fits that mold. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a violent game as you know, and yet you got guys trying to be perfectionists, right? Yep. And again, it's some guys are like that. And some guys, that I, you know, some guys that aren't like that, that have tried to play, you know, it just, the guys that are like that fit better at center because they just, A, they're going to be violent. They're strong, you know, and, but they have a vision of how things have to look and how they, and they know that they have the responsibility to get guys to the right spots. And if they're not on top of their game week in and week out, then you're probably not going to have a really good uh, offensive line. We're talking to Zach Yenzer, Kentucky's offensive line coach. Uh, and before you got here several years ago, when Kentucky made the move to start Drake Jackson and move a guy named Bunchy Stallings from center to guard, uh, it was really incumbent to make the change because Bunchy was a great athlete and, in fact, became an All-American yep. and a draft pick uh, at guard. And you know what Drake did? And once that happened, yep. everything settled down, Coach, and everything literally fell into place. It was like a jigsaw puzzle. You know that feeling you get when you put that piece in there and it fits perfectly? Uh, but it be, it came because you had the right guy at center. And when people look at the O-line, yep. uh, I, I sometimes wonder, I played O-line for about a minute. Um, <laughs> they, they don't know how it's five guys acting as one or six if you got a tight end in there, right? Yep, yep. And, I mean, and you even can throw the running backs in that, too. Like, we, like, just Wednesday, like, we have Wednesday protection meetings with our running backs because they're an extension of us in protection. And, you know, we feel like we're going to, you know, so it is. There's a lot of moving parts. You see five guys on the offensive line, but especially in, like, the offense that we run, we're going to, you know, we're going to be, we're going to have a tight end in the game all the time, sure. you know, and, and they are responsible in the blocking scheme, whether on the front side, back side, in protection. Um, so it is all, you know, there's there's a lot of extensions to the offensive line. Um, and, and you know, we take great pride in that, and that's why, you know, and I think our team does too, and that's what's so cool. And you keep, you know, you refer to the big blue wall and, and what it what it means to this university and, and it re- what it really means to this whole football team. And guys, guys take pride in it. Guys enjoy being in our meeting rooms. Guys, and you know, the the running backs enjoy being in the protection meetings with us. The tight ends. I mean, it's just a it's just a really good atmosphere. Um, and you know, and we look at it. We have pride in being offensive linemen. Sure. And I have pride in being an offensive line coach. But you know, we also take pride in you know our extensions, our tight ends, our running backs. Heck, our quarterback. I mean, he has to know what's going on. I mean, so it's all. It's all one big happy family, I guess you could say, right? <laughs> you know, you can take that literally, and that's a good thing. That's what happens when teams win. One more question specifically about center. Uh, you know the name Dermonte Dawson, Hall of Famer. Was yep. a guard here, yep. played played a little bit at center, but became a center in the NFL and became best known as one of the first pulling centers because he was that great yeah. of an athlete yeah. in the NFL. Now, I, I don't know if we see it more or not. I'm not learned enough to know, but uh, does that figure into this new offense? You know, we have we have some schemes where we pull the center and, and different things that we're able to do. And, and, and like I said, Eli, he can do – he's going to be able to do anything we ask him to do at that position. You know, and, and we definitely – just depending on um, what we feel – 
you know, who we're playing against that week and, and what we do. It's not, it's not a, us pulling the center is not a, uh, I guess it's not a day one install for us, you know. Um, but we have things down the road and, and how we want to get on the edge and get leverage on people. We do. We're able to pull the center. And, and if we feel like we got a guy at that position to do it, we might do it more, you know. Um, it was just like what we did at, 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 we did it more in 2019 at San Francisco yeah. because of the guy we had at center, um, you know, compared to who we had in 21. It just, it just, you know, who you have there and the confidence you have in it and, you know, just trying to put guys in the best position possible to be successful. I think it's so cool that there has been a succession of really good centers at the University of Kentucky over the last decade. And one of the top two or three ever to play the position in the Hall of Fame was a guy yeah. who played at UK. So it's all kind of fallen into place. We're talking with Zach Yender. He's the offensive line coach at the University of Kentucky. Came here from the 49ers, uh, just like Rich Scangarello. And we'll talk more football when we come back here on the Big Blue Insiders, 630 WLAP. When you want the best, Neil Huffman has it. NeilHuffman.com. Make this the year you go to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Tickets are on sale now at AXS.com. iHeartRadio, let's go! A weekend full of superstar performances. Never seen before collaboration. At once in a lifetime moments, you'll have to see to believe. Friday, September 23rd and Saturday the 24th at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Our 2022 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Buy your tickets now at AXS.com. You got a loan because you needed it, but now the payments are breaking your back. We just kept drowning and drowning, swimming in debt. Homeowners, why not cut your personal loan rate in half? Call Freedom Now for free information. 1-800-650-3329. Homeowners, you could cut your personal loan rate in half. It just like has been a godsend for us. As a family of companies, Freedom has served over a million people by providing over $5 billion in loans and resolving over $15 billion in consumer debt. Call Freedom now and see how much you could save. Call 1-800-650-3329. That's 1-800-650-3329. There's no upfront fee and no obligation. Call 1-800-650-3329. Call now. Paid testimonials. Results are not typical and will vary. Terms, conditions, costs, and fees apply. Products not available in all states. Paid for by Freedom Financial Net, a DBA of Bills.com, and MLS 138484. Equal housing lender. Visit mp.freedomfinancialnet.com for full details. Have you been dreaming of a home theater? outdoor entertainment, motorized shades, or simply want to feel more secure in your home. Tom Leach here for Barney Millers. Let the team of experts at Barney Millers help design and install a technology solution customized for you and your budget. Take a technology tour of our showroom or visit BarneyMillers.com to get inspired. Barney Millers, celebrating 100 years downtown. Heard the big news. Greta is back, and she's on Newsmax. Now, Greta is taking on Big Washington and Big Media at 6 p.m. Eastern every weeknight with her new show, The Record with Greta Van Susteren. Greta always gives you the real news. And she leads a big night on Newsmax with Rob Schmidt talking about Biden's economic train wreck. And then there's Eric Balding exposing the woke agenda. More than 20 million Americans watch Newsmax. Millions are making the switch to Newsmax. It's on all major cable and streaming platforms. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. If they won't carry it, switch to a system that does. And download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. Watch it anytime. 
Tune into Newsmax tonight for Greta Van Susteren, Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, and a lot more. Make the switch to Newsmax today. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Talking with Zach Yenzer, he's the offensive line coach at the University of Kentucky and uh, arrived in February. And, of course, new offensive coordinator, new offense. You both come from the 49ers. So you know this offense really better than anybody on the, on the roster right now, Coach. What are people going to enjoy about this new offense? Yeah, I think people are going to enjoy. I mean, obviously, with Rich coming and 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 we working together at at, at um, the Niners together, and heck, Rich has been with Kyle Shanahan for years before I was with him. And um, but people are going to see it's going to be exciting, man. We're gonna we're gonna run the football. We're gonna be under center. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna attack defenses. And uh, we're going we're gonna to take shots. And that's, that's I think people are going to be excited to see what, what our guys do up front, um, coming off the ball, running off the ball. And I think that's going to be that, – that's kind of what sets us apart, I think, up front from other places that I've been is, is, is how we teach uh, running off football and trying to strike the defense on the other side of the line of scrimmage. And, um, and we're going to – that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to capture the edge. We're going to run wide zone. There is no – you know, we're not going to sit there and, and try to hide it. I mean, then we're going to do it. We're going to have answers for things, and uh, it's going to be a real exciting um, to watch. And I think with number seven at quarterback, it's I mean, heck, it's going to be even more fun because that dude <laughs> is an absolute stud. And uh, so we're excited about it. You mentioned a tight end in on every play. Uh, you're going to, oh my goodness, you're going to use fullbacks. And the first play of the spring game was a check down, a throw to a running back. And we see so much of that in the league right now. Will we see a little bit more or a lot more of that this fall? Well, 100%. I mean, we're going to use everything we can. I mean, how can we get the ball in 24's hand yeah. every single right? I mean, that, and oh, what yeah. can we do to get the balls in him? Screens and check downs and obviously running the football. And so we, we just we have weapons on offense and we need to get the ball to him and, and heck, I love checkdowns as an offensive line coach, right? Sure. See, right? <laughs> you know, so, so you got a good quarterback, and you, you know the first, you know, goes through his reads. It's not there. Boom! Dump it off. Don't hold on to the ball, and, and let's let's play another down. And um, Will's really good at that, and that goes back to Rich and and uh, and what he's brought here, and, and how he's coaching the quarterback. So it's a it's a big emphasis, you know. Find the back, find the back. I mean, you see it so many times in the league, and and guys on checkdowns gaining eight, nine, you know, chunk yards off of that, you know. And uh it's it's definitely it, it definitely uh helps the O line. We like that. You know, back in the day and it wasn't that long ago, maybe when you were playing at Troy or beginning your coaching career, the offensive line was was part of that cliche where nobody knows the offensive line unless something goes wrong, you know, if a quarterback gets right, sacked yep. or whatever. Well now You've got all these different services breaking down video and posting everything on social media and ranking and grading. And now there are stats for old linemen, which was never the case or rarely the case other than a pancake block. I don't know if that's good or bad for guys like you and your players, but it just seems like there's much more awareness now, coach, of who's on the O-line and what they're doing. You know what I mean? 100%. And I, and I think it, I think it's good. I think it's good for the position. I think it's good for people to understand like what really goes on with those guys up front and, and how really how difficult it is to play offensive line and how it's a learned, you know, it's a learned position. You don't grow up playing O line. You know, you don't grow up, 
you know, you, you, you grow up throwing the football and playing yeah. tag and, you know, and different things like that. And, and O-line, you have to learn it. And it's a, it's a, you got to have experience and, and with all the services and grading stuff and, and people do, I think they do a good job with it and trying to bring light to, to the position. And, uh, you know, I just always make sure my guys know that just, Hey, don't, you know, you don't, you know, because social media can, it can, it can hurt your confidence too. Yeah. Cause you can show up on a reel that you don't want to be on, you That's know what I'm right. saying? And, and there's right. a lot of people and there's people, there's people out there that don't know what they're talking about and, or they don't know what you're coaching or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And they sure. can, they can shine a negative light on your guys, but you just got to take the good with the bad. And I think, I think that, um, it is good that a lot of attention has been brought to the O line. Cause I think people understand how important position is. And, you know, I know our guys do, you oh, know, yeah. our guys take pride in it. And, and that gets, there's, there's not a better place to recruit offensive linemen than here. And, and guys just being here the last five, six months with recruiting and, and, and guys, guys understand that. And it's really cool. Nobody grows up in the backyard saying, I want to block. You know, yeah, right. you guys no. go ahead and carry the ball. I'll be over here blocking. No, you know, that. but you're right. But then the guys who are good at it absolutely love it. And you've mentioned Will Levis or referred to him more than once. I'm wondering as a guy uh, who came from the NFL, when you read all the speculation about and you know, uh, clearly you've mentioned him several times. You know how talented he is. But all the speculation and all the mock drafts and this and that about where Will might go, where this guy might go, I got to think you kind of chuckle to yourself when you read that sort of thing. But you do have a great appreciation for his skills, don't you? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And and I, I I always mention Will just because heck, I've only been here what since February. But just I think the guy's gonna. I mean, he's obviously huge for our success here and in this university and everything, but like just the way he carries himself in the building, like he's going to fit in to an NFL building because he's, he's already a pro and he's learning more and more. And, and it's obviously his talent on the field speaks for itself and his, how competitive he is. And the guys love it. The guys feed off of it. And the guys in an NFL locker room will absolutely love it just because, I mean, I just, just being around the NFL for the last in a, in a building for the last three years, that dude will, he'll fit right in right as, as soon as he steps foot in an NFL building, he'll fit in because of how hard he works. Guys will respect him. And that's what I think schools about him, you know, because guys don't always get that right when they step yeah. in the building. I will, will. You mentioned, uh, culture in the building and i talked earlier about drake jackson uh he bounced around the league a little bit now he's back on your staff as a ga uh, and i've, I've got to think a guy that young that bright has got to be such a plus for a coach like you oh i mean i listen drake's drake's phenomenal for us you know drake heck, i mean i ask great questions about the universe i mean he grew up here right, right. he grew up a part of this university and it's played here and everything. And like, heck, I ask him questions about it and, you know, just, just the building and the culture and stuff like that, because he's like, he's part of the group that has flipped it with yeah, Coach Stoops. That's you know, right. And his, and, um, and he can hang his hat on it and he needs to, and it's something to be proud of, but he's, he's a great asset for us. Does a great job. The guys in our room respect the crap out of him. A lot of the guys played with him when they were young, you know what I'm saying? So they know, how he handled himself on and off the field. We get great, great stories. You know, we, we bust him a little bit for some of the stories that we get from some of the guys, but, uh, it's, uh, he's a great asset to us. Worked hard, does a great job. I've really enjoyed getting to know his family. Um, yeah, and, great you know, family. He's going to be, yeah, definitely. And he's going to be, he's going to be a really good football coach, you know, and he's going to, he's going to grind it out. He has no problem doing what 
you ask him to do as a GA, and and uh, I think he's he's really enjoying it. But he like even with the whole recruiting process and everything with guys getting on campus, I'm like guys like if you have a question about the University of Kentucky and, and how it is here, and I just put him in a room with Drake. I'm just like <laughs> talk to him. He's, like I don't know. That's like, great. You know, I mean he's lived he's lived on campus. Yeah. He's played here. He's been around Coach. Like here you go, and he's back, and he had an option to you know go, you know had future contracts in the NFL and so that, and he wanted to come back here. This place is special to him, and heck, talk to him. So yeah. he does a phenomenal job. Well, we take great pride in him because he interned one summer for us here on the radio show at the station, and uh, what we we take credit for the fact that he now knows he doesn't want to do this, and he wants to be in football. <laughs> so you're welcome. You uh, Coach, thank you so much for your time, as always, and I can't wait to see you guys out on the practice field. Yes, sir. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much. That's Zach Yenzer, and we will shift to Kentucky basketball when we come back in hour number two of the Big Blue Insider here on 630 WLAP. Big Blue Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider on a Monday edition of our program. And as we know, over the weekend, there was... The fallout, as usual, on the NBA draft teams were graded and things like, which is kind of silly because people would grade teams based on their own mock drafts. Uh, a guy who knows the inside and uh, outside of the NBA is on our celebrity outline. He's now a beat writer for the Courier-Journal covering L basketball, has covered UK in the past, has covered several NBA teams, still an NBA fan. Brett Dawson joins us. How are you, sir? You, did you make it through the draft okay? Or did you get all the all the info you wanted? I, I did. I still uh, I still do a Thunder podcast uh, back in Oklahoma City. So we started in the second round. So I missed most of that. But, you know, second round draft picks are sometimes it turns out great. But, you know, the, the second round is, is, uh, is such a blur that, you know, famously – Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP, was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. Uh, and his, his, his selection only appeared on the little crawl at the bottom of the screen during the commercial break. So, you know, it's, uh, it's hit or miss whether you enjoy the second round very much anyway. So I did not see much of it. I remember Jody Meeks went in the second round, and we were all kind of surprised he left anyway. But then he signed a contract. I mean, you know, it was not one of these deals where he had to make the team so – you know, just because you're in the second round, like you say, doesn't necessarily mean that you're uh, you're at the bottom of the barrel, right? Yeah, it's just we're in a strange era now in the NBA where we have um, you have some agents who are kind of requesting to teams don't take my guy in the second round. We'd rather be a free agent, yeah. and find our way uh, with a team of our choosing, and so you get some of that. So sometimes now, even some of the guys who get drafted in the second round are just guys who are really willing to go in the second round and, and maybe willing to sign a two-way contract. Um, you know, their agents let teams know that. And so the second round is, is interesting, but you also get, you know, uh, the Lakers took uh, Max Christie from Michigan State at 35, and Draymond Green tweeted after the draft, another number 35 pick from Michigan State. History says he'll be an all-star. So. <laughs> I, got, I, I tell you, I know a lot of people don't like Draymond Green. He is very entertaining. He's the kind of guy, when, when he's on your team, and I am not, I am a fan, but I'm not a huge fan of that team. But when he's on your team, buddy, you love him, and when you play against him, you hate him, right? Yeah, and just just one of the smartest players yeah. I mean, in terms of really understanding the game. Just one of the smartest guys. Probably uh, in terms of understanding a game 
and managing a game defensively as an individual player, managing a team defense, maybe one of the smartest guys who's ever played. Well, let me pull it back to the one-time Dre- Kentucky commitment way back. That's back. right. That's right. That's exactly right. Committed to Tubby. Was it that goes go back that far? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Committed to Tubby, and I, I don't remember if he reopened it. He he was I mean, he was young. He was yeah. not a senior. Yeah. Um, and I I don't remember if he reopened when Tubby left or what the timing of it was, but he did commit to Tubby. Well, let me pull you back to uh, the lottery and Shaden Sharp, of course, the most mysterious pick. Uh, and I won't ask you to comment on that because you're not covering UK right now. But from the NBA aspect, what did you think of the fact that Portland took him with number seven? It, it is a gamble. They've made some moves. Uh, you know, obviously they, they want to win right now. They got Dame Lillard. How does how do you see Shaden Sharp fitting in there? Because patience is not something that many NBA teams can afford to show with a guy who hadn't played in two years. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I feel like the the, the Blazers and and some teams do this. Um, I feel like they're kind of operating on two tracks right now, right? So they've got Damian Lillard and they've got to try to rebuild a winner around Damian Lillard. And so you go out and get Jeremy Grant, guy used to cover. Um, you, you try to, you know, I think they had some conversations about what they wanted to do with that seventh pick, and maybe you trade it and get a veteran, whatever the the case might be. But you're trying to build a winner around Damian Lillard right now. But you're also kind of, I think, hedging a little bit on what if you can't do that and it comes time to trade Dame Lillard and blow it up and start over. And I think Shaden Sharp is a guy who could work with the first one of those plans, right? He could be a guy who helps you early, theoretically. We don't know enough about him to know. Um, But he's definitely a guy who, if you end up having to blow it up, he's a guy you'll be really happy you took because – the ceiling is obviously very high. He's obviously really young. So, you know, I, I, I think he kind of works on two tracks. Um, but, you know, the, the bigger question is how much he could help with that first one where you're trying to win right now with Damian yeah. Lillard. How much can he step in and play? And, and really nobody in the NBA knows. I talked to a guy with an NBA team a few weeks ago who said they had him in, and, and he told me, look, there's no question he can shoot it. He's a terrific athlete. We have no idea if he can just play if you can put him on a team and he can play, we just haven't seen it. What does that mean, just play? I mean, you think a guy, and I've seen, all I've seen is the video, Brett, and yeah, he's got incredible range, at least he did at the high school level, and mad hops, but when it comes to the NBA, what exactly does that mean? It means just can he fit? Can Does he make plays that help other people get better? Okay, um, You know, can he create stuff for himself? Can he create stuff for other people? Um, you know, can he fit in on a team and find a role? If you look, you know, um, uh, Kyle Mann from The Ringer was telling me that, you know, his usage rate, so just, you know, the usage rate in basketball is the number of possessions they end either with you taking a shot, getting to the free throw line, or committing a turnover. So you end your team's possession. You know, a really high rate in the NBA is in the, you know, in the 30s. He was in the 50s with the UIBL team. So he was shooting it all the time. He was finishing plays constantly. And in the NBA, nobody does that that much, and especially if you're playing with a guy like Damian Lillard. So do you learn how to play off of other people? Can you, you know, find your spots on the floor, get the ball, and make shots? Can you defend both one-on-one and in a team defense? And that stuff, nobody is saying he can't do it. What they're saying is we don't know if he can do it because where you see that start to happen is in college. And, you know, in, in AAU, you don't see as much of it. 
So this is a little trickier. Had he played in the G League or had he played right. for his college team, you right. just have a little bit better sense of how he fits with other players. Talking to Brett Dawson of the Courier Journal, he does a podcast still uh, regarding the NBA, former NBA beat writer. So when it comes to Shaden Sharp and his future with the NBA, his is it's it's going to be really interesting to see. Does he blossom? Uh, he's probably got to add a little muscle, I would think. You know, he's he's really slender. But the one thing I wonder about Brett, and I've never had a chance to even meet the kid. I think when he spoke to reporters in Indianapolis, that was the first time people heard him talk since he got in Lexington. But everything we yeah. hear about him, you always hear the words "painfully shy." How great a challenge yeah. will that be for this kid in the NBA? Yeah, I'm intrigued by that. I, you know, obviously I wasn't around him, and you just kind of hear things. Um, but I, yeah, I have heard about the shyness, and that it even not just like in terms of talking to reporters, but just being around fans and things of that nature. And I don't know how much of that was kind of, you know, first year shell shock at a place like Kentucky. Um, I don't know. And, and um, you know, I, I, who cares? I think the, the NBA will be the, the answer there. Yeah. Um, and so I am intrigued by that because it is going to be Portland's a good place for him. It's a, uh, from that standpoint, it's a friendly market. You know, it's not, um, and really, the media is not that harsh in any market outside of New York. And so, you know, I think that's good for him uh, from that standpoint. Um, you know, and I think they have, you know, I remember one time somebody in the NBA told me they, they took Hassan Whiteside uh, on their team, uh, who is like kind of a questionable guy in terms of like his effort and his attitude sometimes. And somebody told me Hassan Whiteside is a, it's a Damian Lillard culture heat check. Like, game <laughs> is so good at like establishing a culture and being a teammate and being a captain. Yeah. You feel like you can even take this guy and fix it. And so I think that's interesting. That, that, that pairing is really interesting. I think that's a great guy to land with for a guy in that situation. If there's any guy in the league who can show you the ropes, show you the way to do things the right way and maybe bring you out of some of that stuff. I think he would be the guy. You know, you make a great point about Portland because I've, I've been there a few times. I have cousins there and yeah, the culture and just the, the, the profile of that city, you're right for a guy like a young guy, like Shaden Sharp, really any young athlete, that's kind of a mellow laid back area, Seattle. Uh, but yeah, I wondered what if he drops into New York, Philly, Boston, they kept saying Detroit, which I like because I think Dwayne Casey would have been good for him. But I do yeah. think, I do think Portland is, uh, is probably, or I should say possibly going to be a good fit. We're talking with Brett Dawson of the Courier Journal back in just a minute here on the Big Blue Insider, 630 WLAP. We went from trading furs and spices to massive global markets and economies. And what goes up must come down. And what happens next happens here. News Radio 630 WLAP. Have you been dreaming of a home theater? outdoor entertainment, motorized shades, or simply want to feel more secure in your home. Tom Leach here for Barney Miller's. Let the team of experts at Barney Miller's help design and install a technology solution customized for you and your budget. Take a technology tour of our showroom or visit BarneyMillers.com to get inspired. Barney Miller's, celebrating 100 years downtown. 
lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. <laughs> Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands or from your den. Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos. Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient time-saving services like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto pay. So while the Cats' energies go to serving up wins, at KU, our energies go to serving you. Got bugs in your house? Call IPM. This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. For over 20 years, IPM Pest and Termite has been servicing homes and businesses. Ants, spiders, crickets, termites, moles, and mosquito services. Mention this ad and receive a discount on your pest maintenance service. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at 271-8852. For over 30 years, Northside Family RV has been Kentucky's number one RV dealer. We stock over 300 new and used RVs. Come see America's top brands like Tiffin, Jayco, Keystone, Forest River, Grand Design, and Winnebago. Don't miss out on our model year closeout sale going on now. Come in now and save thousands. Located at the corner of North Broadway and New Circle Road in Lexington, call us at 859-299-8386 or visit online at northsiderv's.com. Go Cats! Are you ready for summer? Wherever summer takes you, make sure you take your favorite radio station with you on your adventures with the free iHeartRadio app. That's right. No matter how far from home you travel, this station, the music you love, and the best podcasts in the world will be right there with you in your pocket. Summer soundtrack. Sunscreen, flip-flops, and the free iHeart app. Must-haves for any summer checklist. Download the free iHeartRadio app and discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love this summer. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. We're chatting with Brett Dawson. He is a UofL beat writer for the Courier-Journal, formerly a UK beat writer, and in his uh, previous lives has covered several NBA teams, still uh, talks about the NBA on a podcast in Oklahoma City. Before we go any further, you've got a really interesting article online and in the pages of the Courier-Journal uh, speaking of UK, UofL, and the NBA, this guy crossed all three lines, still does, Kenny Payne. And I was one of the zillion people who believed that that was the perfect hire for UofL for many, many reasons, and not the least of which was pulling the alumni and the community back together. That's a lot to put on his shoulders, but you've got an interesting story out there talking about just that kind of thing. Yeah, it was great talking to Kenny about that. You know, we um, we talked for a long time, uh, late last month, early this month, kind of, you know, every time a coach gets hired at a school like this, they do the rounds of one-on-one interviews and got about a half hour with him. And we spent a pretty good amount of our time talking about this. And he talked about being a player at Louisville in the 80s. And these black families in town would invite you to dinner at their homes. They would bring dinner uh, over to campus and drop off the food and, 
you know, Kenny was telling me he thinks some of that has been lost, but some of that is like rules violations and things of that nature. But he also just feels like there's been less connection to the black community. And Dick, you know, the, the black community here, as much as any college basketball program in the country, uh, you know, this is a place that's really embraced by the black fans in yes. the city. And that means a lot to him. And it's meant a lot to the history of the program. And, and in hiring Kenny, they hired a guy who really understands that connection, who was a part of it and wants to get back to it. And so he's already taken steps in terms of, you know, Juneteenth activities, getting his players to meet with black business leaders to kind of understand what those businesses can provide. Um, you know, he, he wants to be hands-on. He's talked to people who run youth programs in the city. Um, you know, he's got people like Wade Houston who are advising him about things in the city and things they can do on the West End, programs they can help with. And so, you know, he just, he wants to be active in that part of it. And, and Kenny says all the time, I'm not a pastor and I'm not a politician. So I need people to tell me what they need from me. But yeah. he's been really willing to listen. And that has really resonated with some of the black leaders in the city. Well, black or white coaches, and essentially basketball and football coaches, probably all college coaches kind of live in a bubble, don't they? I mean, their 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 world is recruiting and, and coaching on yeah. the floor. And... You know, they, they generally live a pretty good lifestyle, so I can understand that. Yeah, it's funny. You know, we, they did kind of it was like a staged event where they, they invited about five or six of us who covered Louisville. The first weekend, Kenny was on the job, so a couple of days after he got hired, they invited us. He was kind of just taking his his, uh, his family around campus and kind of showing them and seeing for himself, really for the first time, some of the places, how much they had changed since he was in school here. You know, the the gym where they used to play Crawford gym, where they would play the famous pickup games where NBA players would come back and, and even bring some teammates and that kind of stuff. That's now a big classroom building, a big modern building that's relatively new. And so we were kind of doing that tour with him and, you know, they would let us send photographers and it's a cool sort of visual story to tell. Um, and the whole thing is kind of set up, but the thing that wasn't set up is, you know, people would drive by the, on the streets and honk the horn and like wave out at Kenny. And one guy came over to him on campus and said, you're doing something I never saw Chris Mack do, and I never saw Rick Pitino do. Wow. You're walking on this campus, you know. Wow. Um, and so that that you know that, that it tells you a little bit about what you're talking about, about what an insulated kind of life it can be for those guys, and it also tells you how much I think people are hungry for somebody to do something different here. Can you draw any parallels between Kenny and Tubby Smith? You know, very different personalities. Oh, yeah. um, I think both of them are such nice people and if you talk to anybody about them they're just like they're so nice but tubby was never as good as kenny at just connecting to everybody yeah. right so kenny is just it, it's just every you know uh, we have a new football writer here alexis cubit she's new to town never lived in louisville before had only been on the job a couple of days when um they hired josh hurd as their permanent athletic director had been the interim athletic director i introduced her to kenny at the, at the press conference and Kenny gave her a hug and just said, Hey, if you need anything, you know, let me know this guy, you know, you can get my number, uh, anything you need, you, you just reach out to me. And just, that's just who he is. And, and I think he's just a little more outgoing with people. Tubby, Tubby, sometimes I think Tubby was, was guilty. If nothing else, of sometimes the worst portions of the fan base, he would associate it with everybody he talked to. Yeah. So when people would criticize Saul Smith, he would think everybody was criticizing Saul Smith yeah, or yeah, criticizing yeah. him for playing Saul. Just a, a little more tense about those things. Kenny is a much more easygoing guy. Um, but I think, you know, I talked to uh, at least one of the people I talked to for the story 
um, who owns kind of an independent media company and this podcast here. Um, he talked about the fact that, you know, Tubby Smith's success at Kentucky made a lot of fans here say, why can't we have that? Why can't we embrace, you know, uh, not only a black coach like Kentucky did, but one of our own in the way that we haven't done. And so, you know, I think people connect to him on that level uh, in some ways similar to the way they connected to Tubby. Brett Dawson, my guest from the Courier-Journal, let me steer you back to the NBA draft. We talked about Shaden Sharp and uh, the other guy, of course, from the Wildcats who was drafted, Ty Ty Washington. And I know you didn't cover him, but I, I've been trying to figure out because Memphis drafted, and people kept saying he was drafted by the Rockets, technically by the Grizzlies. He even talked about playing with John Morant uh, on national TV. But now the Rockets trade for his rights. I, I have not been able to figure out what Houston's trying to do, how do you see him fitting into their plans? Well, Houston's trying to amass talent. I mean, I think that's what you try to do when you're in the state they're in. You know, the team I follow most closely still is Oklahoma City, which is in kind of a similar situation. You're trying to get the best players that you can. Um, you are trying to build a team, but you also want, um, you know, players who have value both to you as you build a team or to other people. So if you get ball handlers, uh, play creators, uh, good defenders, good shooters, whatever, you want guys who you feel like you can plug into your system or, you know, they have value if you need to make trades down the road. And, and I think Ty Ty is a great value pick where they got him. And so, you know, that may be a case. A lot of NBA teams, for people who don't know this, um, and I've talked to several teams about the way they do this, many, many NBA teams just have a board and they stick religiously to that board. So in other words, you rank the players based on whatever your criteria are. Right. And then you take the best guy who's on your list when you come up regardless. So that may have been a situation where the grade they gave Ty Ty Washington was considerably higher than where he went. And so you just automatically say, this is the guy we take at yeah. this slot because this is the guy we had ranked to. You think he's going to make it? Will he, uh, I mean, he's going to have to be a role player. I don't think either he or Sharp will be somebody that teams revolve around. But do you think they've got futures? I like, so I, I, Sharp is a total mystery to me, but <laughs> I like some things about Ty Ty. I mean, can he defend his position in the NBA and can he defend more than one, which is going to be key. Um, but I like some of the ways he operates in, in the mid-range. Um, that's a really valuable skill in the NBA because defenses are geared to keep you from getting shots at the rim and shots at the three-point line. And so if you can operate in the middle, it's a great skill to have. Um, you know, you can see the way Tyrese Maxey and his floater game and that kind of stuff has really taken off because those shots are available to him, and he's yeah. turned into a nice player. A lot of NBA people talk a lot about the Kentucky bump for the guards because Kentucky tends to play a style that does not prioritize spacing. So you don't have a lot of great outside shooters, and that means that there's not a lot of room in the middle of the floor. There's not a lot of room in the lane to operate. There's usually a big guy parked down there. And so when you get into the much more open space of the NBA, those guys tend to get a bump. If you look at some of the guards they've drafted, uh, a lot of those guys recently have outperformed their draft slot. So certainly Maxie is a guy like that. Tyler Hero is a guy like that. Devin Booker way exceeded his draft oh, slot. Yeah. And even to an extent, Emmanuel quickly, given how late he was drafted. And he's been a little up and down, but there's a lot of promise there. And so, you know, he may be another guy like this who, if he can shore up the jump shot a little bit, if he can, uh, you know, be a little bit better defensively, and if he's healthy, which obviously was a question about him over the, the, the course of the second half of the season. But I, I think he's another candidate to kind of get that little bit. Brett Dawson, follow him on Twitter at BDawsonWrites. We're out of time. Next time, I promise we'll talk about your beloved Knicks and the Kentucky guys up there. Anytime. More to come here on 630 WLAP.
This is it. Your last chance to win the new $15 million prize of a lifetime from Publishers Clearinghouse. There is just one day left to enter to win $15 million on June 30th. So you must enter at PCH.com before it's too late. $15 million, all for you. But time is running out, so enter now at PCH.com. The $15 million prize of a lifetime. Don't miss your last chance to win it this June 30th. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 628. No purchase necessary. Prize paid at least $390,000 annually. Void or prohibited. Okay, open wine. Good to see you've been flossing. What's on your chest? Oh, that's just my lentil soup. It was supposed to be here an hour ago. I'll say it's unprofessional. We should have ordered through Easy Cater. Food shows up on time as ordered. Yeah, it really burns me up, too. Oh, the soup. Oh, hold my crackers. I'll go get the lead apron. Some food just doesn't work at work, but Easy Cater just does. Food for work on time and as ordered from over 85,000 restaurants. Order 24-7 at easycater.com. For the health and safety of everyone, people are staying in their homes now more than ever before. It's also important that the air inside our home is as clean and pure as possible. The professionals at Atmosphere Air Quality are here for you. Whether it's duct cleaning to combat allergies, AC coil cleaning, even carpet cleaning and deodorizing, residential or commercial, call them today to set up a free video inspection of your air ducts. 388-4424. 388-4424. Atmosphere Air Quality the experts. Good evening, Central Kentucky. After another gorgeous day, we see temperatures drop back again into the 60s and upper 50s, at least getting into Tuesday. We stay dry and likely we could see a little bit of fog early on, likely rising up back again to the low 80s. It's going to be comfortable as we get into your Tuesday. Likely as we get into Wednesday, we start to see temperatures increase once again back to about the mid 80s, but still nicely and sunny. But it's the end of the week where we likely see rain chances return and temperatures increase as we get to the 4th of July. I'm WKYT meteorologist Allie Blake. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Bank of the Bluegrass and Trust Studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio Station. The Ron Burgundy Podcast is back. Join America's favorite anchorman for the fifth season of his hit comedy podcast as he delights a live audience with celebrity interviews, juggling skills, and humorous musings that leave you wanting more. I'm afraid of jello. And wild boars and Canadians. Listen to the Ron Burgundy podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, game's on! Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands or from your den... Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos. Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient, time-saving services like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto pay. So while the cat's energies go to serving up wins... At KU, our energies go to serving you. Shamrock Bar and Grill on Heartland Parkway has always been your home for good food, great times, cold beer, and the biggest games on TV. But did you know you can bring that world-famous Shamrock atmosphere to your home? Shamrock's is now delivering food, growlers, and six-packs to your door. Find our full menu at shamrocksky.com or call their Heartland Parkway location at 245-9504. Call them up tonight for delivery. You can also have Shamrock's food delivered by Uber Eats. 
You're listening to Big Blue Insider with Dick Gabriel on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. And as we mentioned off the top of the show, college baseball season is over for another year. Old Miss is the champion and one of the guys who uh, watched intently and, in fact, was in Omaha for a little while, I believe. Keith Madison, Hall of Fame coach, the former Wildcat. Well, once a Wildcat, always a Wildcat. Coach, how are you? And um, that was a heck of a World Series, wasn't it? It really was. I, I've i seen a lot of them. Uh, I've been out there a lot. And, and this is one of the most fascinating World Series I've ever seen because you have two teams playing for the championship that, you know, three weeks before the end of the season, they they weren't even expected to make a regional. Yeah. And so they just came alive and, and, and both played extremely well through their conference tournaments and then through their regionals and, of course, the super regionals. And, and then they, I mean, once they got to Omaha, they both of those teams really looked like they belonged. You know, it's interesting uh, because one of the things, one of the many topics that you and Darren Hedrick and Doug Flynn and I covered in our never-ending text chain was exactly what you just said as it might have applied to the Kentucky Wildcats. And they finished in a rush. They were one of the better teams in the country the way they were playing. They just had too many missteps earlier in the season and I, I know for a guy, it was frustrating for guys like Darren and me who cover the team. It had to be doubly frustrating for a guy like you. Absolutely, I, I, you know, sometimes I, I don't think people realize, first of all, how hard it is to get there. I, I realize it because I tried so hard to get there. Yeah, and and they and also a lot of baseball fans, a lot of Kentucky fans don't realize how very close we are to being in Oklahoma or Mississippi. And in, in terms of, of just winning the right game at the right moment and getting a chance, you know, a, a big part of it is getting a chance. And, and Ole Miss was the last team in. Yeah. You know, everybody said that they're the last team in. And there wasn't a lot expected of them except, Mike Bianco and his staff and his players expected a lot from themselves, and they had a lot to prove, and they did. I was talking earlier in the show about how much I like Mike Bianco, and a part of it, of course, and as I, I admitted, you know, he treated Doug and me very professionally, very well, and you have a tendency to, you know, gravitate gravitate toward guys like that. But he's got a great baseball pedigree, doesn't he? And what just before he got to Ole Miss, you know, baseball really wasn't much to talk about, was it? No, it wasn't. As a matter of fact, uh, my first experience at Ole Miss was in 1978 when I was working for Ron Polk at Mississippi State. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, great rivals. And we, uh, th- they had this, uh, you know, as many SEC teams did back then, the, the, the stadiums weren't very nice. That You really couldn't call it a stadium. The dugout was was backed up to where the fans came into the game, and the home team dugout was the, I mean the the visiting team dugout was the first base dugout on the first base side where the fans came in, and it was made out of cinder blocks, and they had 
they had the cinder block at the top, you know, that exposed the holes, I guess, so that the air could come in on the hot Mississippi day. And as the students would walk by, we'd be sitting up on the bench with our backs or next to those whole cinder block holes. And the students would just walk by and throw beer and coke (laughs) and stuff like that through those holes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And, and we were just getting soaked, so we couldn't even sit in the dugout because that was just a thing they did. Yeah. And and um, I sort of disliked Ole Miss at that time. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, for one thing, you worked for Ron Polk, so you couldn't exactly yeah. embrace them. That's right. But I tell you, uh, Mike, Mike Bieko, uh is a class act. He is a, a great baseball man. Uh, he has so many friends in baseball, including – Guys like Dan McDonald at Louisville and Ben McDonald, the ESPN color analyst who was the best pitcher in college baseball, and Mike Bieko was his catcher at yeah. LSU. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Mike just has, he has, he's been around a while and he treats people right. So he has a lot of friends in baseball. And I feel like, you know, nothing against Oklahoma, but especially this part of the country, a lot of people were pulling for Ole Miss to win that. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, pulling for an SEC team, but Oklahoma's going to be in the SEC, but yeah, uh, no question about that. We're talking to Keith Madison, former Kentucky baseball coach, who sits in with us on the UK TV and radio networks at times, so uh, covers the Wildcats, and, you know, you talked about how tough it is to get there, and when you break down a season as you well, you know better than anybody, it can come down to one or two wins or losses, which means one or two innings, maybe a handful of bad pitches, which separate you from the postseason and an opportunity to get to Omaha, doesn't it? Absolutely. It it, it could come down to a call third strike in a game. It yeah. could come down to a wild pitch. Uh, it could come down to that midweek lost to a an opponent that's maybe not quite as good as you are, but your team just didn't play well that day. And, and, and you know, Ole Miss uh, could have been left out yeah. easily yeah. because North Carolina State had a strong finish, Kentucky had a strong finish, and there were some teams in the mix there, and they could have been totally left out and have, they could have missed winning a national championship. That's how that's how important every pitch of every game is. Well, to your point, I went back and looked up the series because I it was seared in my mind, Kentucky Ole Miss, and that I don't know if you remember, but that Friday night game two to one pitchers duel, Dylan Delucia who threw the complete game shutout, which was so critical for Ole Miss in the World Series. That's just unheard of because yeah. obviously you know you, you win the game, but it also preserves your bullpen. And we know pitching depth is everything in a tournament. He went six and a third scoreless game. Well, he gave up an unearned run to Kentucky. Mason Hazelwood made that. It was a huge start. You know, just coming back from surgery, he goes two really good innings. They knew that's all he was going to go. Then the bullpen was brilliant. Uh, Kentucky gives up what turned out to be the winning run in the ninth, Coach. Uh, leadoff man triples off Harney. The net, he strikes out the next two guys but then gives up an yeah. RBI single. I mean, it's a brilliant game. Kentucky crushes Ole Miss the next day, and it's a scoreless tie going into the fourth on Sunday. 
But then the bullpen fell apart and Ole Miss won easily. So, and, and that was back when Ole Miss was ranked ninth in the country. But from that point, Coach, they were four and five in the conference. They were seven and 14 after that. And yeah. I, I just wonder how was Mike able to turn things around? Well, it, it, it was one of the best turn, it was one of the best turnarounds I've ever seen in college baseball. And, and you could almost compare it to what Nick Ninjon did with, the Kentucky program, you know, yeah, he, he, yeah. they both they both had those serious midseason slumps, and then both coaches were able to turn it around. Except, you know, that one game, you know, if, if Kentucky beats Ole Miss in that Friday night game, yep, it, then yeah, you know, I'm not saying that Kentucky's going to win the national championship. They could have, but they're in the tournament. That's in right. My opinion. That's right. And and Ole Miss is not, and and that's just that's. That's how important, and that's why those SEC games are so much fun to watch. Because you and I and Darren and Doug and all the people up in the press box and most of the fans, you realize that, hey, this game might make the difference in whether one or the other team gets a bid. And um, it just it, it just makes it exciting. Uh, uh, I just think college baseball is so much fun. Uh, I'm, I'm prejudiced, I know, but and I, it's fun for me to see the game grow and to see the fans. When I was out there, Dick, I, there were times where I would sit there and I had really good seats, thankfully, and I would look around, and I, I don't know how many that place seats, 25,000 right, or something like right. that. And, and I, I would look at all the fans having so much fun, and it was 100 degrees, but they were still having fun. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, you know, our sport has really come a long way. Yeah. We've really made some strides. But then, and I, and I, I don't want to make this a, a soapbox, but then I started thinking, why do we still have 11.7 dollars? Oh, yeah. Why, why do our players still have to pay to play the That's right. game? That's right. In front of 25,000 people on, and, and on, and on TV every weekend. But yet, you know, we're one of the few sports that have to, our players actually have to pay to play. That's right. We're not talking about NIL deal. We're, we're talking about guys having to pay big money to go to schools like Kentucky or Ole Miss or Mississippi State or Florida just to have an opportunity to play because nobody gets full scholarships. Yeah, unless you're at a school with a, an aggressive grant program, and you, you, you make it a point to recruit kids who qualify for those grants. And, you know, and all schools do it, but some schools have better opportunities for that than others. And now we could go two hours on that, but that's all part of, of just the imbalance in college baseball. And, and I know you didn't want to get on a soapbox, but I was going to put you there, uh, and I'm going to do it again <laughs> after the break. We're talking to Keith Madison. He's the former Kentucky baseball coach, the Hall of Famer, helps us on UK TV and radio, and we're back in a minute here on 630 WLAP. Rising gas prices, inflation panic, and a seemingly disconnected White House. And the buck stops with me. We're here to keep you connected 24-7. It's insane to me. News Radio 630 WLAP. Make this the year you go to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Tickets are on sale now at AXS.com. Full of superstar performances, never seen before collaborations, and once in a lifetime moments you'll have to see to 
Jubilee. Friday, September 23rd and Saturday the 24th at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Our 2022 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Buy your tickets now at AXS.com. When you want the best, Neil Huffman has it. Home of Huffman Value Pricing, two-year maintenance plan, 110% price guarantee, and seven-day exchange promise. Providing the most enjoyable car buying and servicing experience in the region since 1969. Visit us online at neilhuffman.com. Some terms and restrictions apply. See neilhuffman.com for details. Huffman has it. I'm attorney Darrell Isaacs, the hammer. When someone you love is the victim of a wrongful death, it's a terrible tragedy. At Isaacs and Isaacs, we're ready to get your loved one the justice they deserve. There are strict time limits to file a wrongful death claim, so please go to wewin.com today. Kentuckians are hitting the road for travel this summer. So are Matt Jones and the KSR crew for a week-long road trip to Pennsylvania starting July 11th as part of this year's Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Safe Summer Driving Tour. Join Matt and the guys for all the fun, but more importantly, while you're out driving, be safe behind the wheel. Obey the speed limit, drive sober, buckle up, and put that phone down. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, KSR, and News Radio 630, WLAP. Got bugs in your house? Call IPM. This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. If you don't like pests in your home, we recommend our exterior quarterly maintenance service. We come out, treat the exterior, and keep the pest out before they have a chance to get in. We have technicians that are certified that you can trust and, and would be comfortable to have in your home. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at 271-8852. The same great food you're accustomed to can now arrive at your door. The Cellar Bar and Grill on Lansdowne Drive in the Signature Club is open for delivery and Uber Eats. Check out our full menu online at cellargrill.com. That's cellargrill with an E.com. You can also follow the seller on social media or call us at 317-8301 from the Cellar Bar and grill to your door tonight. Call 317-8301 now for the Cellar Bar and Grill delivery. We all know the importance of nutrition and diet for a healthy lifestyle. We also know that dairy foods deliver great nutrition and value. That's reason enough why Kentucky families choose Prairie-owned Prairie Farms dairy products. Like our two complete lines of delightful, creamy Prairie Farms yogurt flavors, fat-free or low-fat, both fit neatly under 100 calories per serving. Farm fresh quality from our family to yours. Farmer owned Prairie Farms. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. We're chatting with Keith Madison, the Hall of Fame Kentucky baseball coach who attended at least part of the College World Series out in Omaha and then watched the rest with the rest of us on television as Ole Miss wins it. And we were talking about the inequities in college baseball and you mentioned that ballpark coach they build a new ballpark for the college world series it was a brilliant move rosenblatt served it well but they needed a new facility you talked about attendance when you factor that in to the attendance at the women's college world series in oklahoma city it's incredible the crowds they get and like you said it's a head scratcher and i know when you were playing when you were coaching actually you were incredibly active in trying to get some of these inequities at least balanced out a little bit. And part of it, too, Coach, was changing the schedule, the calendar date for beginning the season. And you know how I feel about it. Start a month later. Don't force kids to play in bitter cold all over great a great deal of the country. And your gate's going to be bigger. It might never pay for itself, but it would help, would it not? 
it would. I mean, at, at Ole Miss, you know, they're bringing in, I don't know, 10,000 fans a game. So is Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is. Uh, Mississippi State Florida. is. Florida. Uh, yeah, Florida has decent crowds. And, and uh, it, it's just South Carolina, huge crowds. I yeah. mean, there's, there's a lot of schools that, that are bringing in a lot of money in, in baseball, but it's hard for, you know, a Kentucky, a Vanderbilt, a Tennessee – uh, to 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 pack them in in, in in March because our weather is so iffy in yeah. in late February and March. If we if we move this season forward another month and make it more like a major league time to start, right, right. Uh, it would I think it would be especially with minor league baseball not disappearing, but there's fewer teams out yeah. there now. I mean, people in America, there's a lot of sports fans that love baseball. I think I think it would grow. The college game is exciting. The players play so hard. Uh, I think it would be a, a great thing. But also, we just need to we, we need to keep working on. We have thirty five players on our roster. We have eleven point seven scholarships. Oh, man. And coaches coaches have to spread that out among thirty five players. Yeah. yeah. And it's very difficult. Uh, we need to fix that because it's time. And we also need to fix the, the, the coaching uh, situation where you have 35 players, you have three full-time coaches. You compare that to other sports in the NCAA, it's not even close. No. Uh, so, you know, we need another coach. We need more scholarship. There's a lot of things that we need. And I know there's a lot of Southeastern Conference athletic directors that, that agree with me on that. But it's the Big Ten and, you know, some of those type leagues that aren't on board yet and why it's back to what we originally talked about. They can't put people in the stadiums yep. in late February, March in Columbus, Ohio, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and uh, in places like that, you know, it's just too cold. So if we move it, move the season a little bit um, and get people in the crowd and, and those schools start bringing in some fans, it's going to be fun and it's going to provide more opportunities for college baseball players. I remember covering the 08 NCAA tournament Kentucky was playing, and it up at Michigan after hosting in 06, and I kept hearing, oh, Michigan's got the best stadium in the Big Ten, and Michigan baseball this, and now I got up there. It's nice, but what I didn't even think it was as nice as, as the cliff, much less what KPP is now. So, yeah, it's it's all a matter of perspective, but there's so much money being thrown around now because of the TV contracts and that sort of thing that uh, something's got to happen. There's no question about that. A few minutes left with Keith Madison, the Hall of Fame baseball coach, former Kentucky coach. Uh, and let me ask you real quick, Coach, in just a minute or two, if you could, how do you put together a team like we hear about teams that are that are built for tournament play, clearly you got to have a strong bullpen. Is that where it starts? That's where it starts. Uh, strong defense, uh, a good bullpen. If you have those two things, you have a chance. Uh, you know, I really, I, Ole Miss had they they exposed what it's like to have a complete team really in the tournament. Now during the season they didn't, right? Because they had they were like Kentucky. They had a lot of injuries. They had people out of the lineup. They had people out of the rotation. But if you think about it, Ole Miss played really good defense. They had a great catcher, strong up the middle. Uh, plus they had that solid bullpen. 
the Johnson kid came in last night and closed that game out like yep. a big league. Yep. He, he struck out the side, and he was dominant. And that's what it takes. You know, you've got to have those guys that come out of the bullpen that, that are dominant, they throw strikes, and they, they are confident, competitive people. And um, that's, that's, that's what I wanted for Ole Miss, in my opinion. Well, speaking of Johnson, that's the kid who came out of the pen and, and picked up the win against Kentucky in, in that yes. Friday night two to one game. So yeah, uh, it was just, it was masterful. And here's the other thing that gets me as we wrap this up. So many freshman pitchers out there, guys who didn't look like freshmen, but you know, that's all part of it. It's the Jimmy's and Joe's, as you well know, uh, yes. X's and O's are important. Uh, they do have X's and O's in baseball. But it comes down to Jimmy's and Joe's, no question about it. Coach, thank you That's so right. much. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let me let me just say one more thing. Yeah. The poise that those freshman pitchers had on that stage was very impressive. Uh, the lefty L.A. kid, uh, I can't remember the kid's name, that came in and released the night before. He didn't do so well last night. But um, just they, they did an outstanding job. And, and I'm so impressed when a 19-year-old kid and go out there in front of 25,000 people and on national TV and have that kind of composure. Uh, it was fun. When I was that age, I couldn't even find my shoes, and those kids are out there doing that. <laughs> You're right about that. Coach, thank you so much. We'll talk again, and then I can't wait to see you at the ballpark this coming season. Okay, Dick. Thank you. And that'll do it for this edition of the Big Blue Insider. Thanks to all of my guests, Keith Madison, Brett Dawson, Coach Zach Yenzer. And speaking of Kentucky football, 68 days until kickoff. Coming up tomorrow night, we're going to talk to Van Hiles, the Kentucky defensive back who is now back in his home state of Louisiana and often tweets and reaches out on social media, podcasts, whatever, breaks down Kentucky football. He's a real fun interview. And I will tell you this, he tweets a lot about track and field because he was a track and field guy, and deep down he still is. So he's fun to talk to. And we'll talk to Aaron Gershon a little bit later as we do each week. He is counting down the days with players by ranking players the top 100 in the Stoops era. That's another fun read as well in the cast pause. Have a great day. Back tomorrow. That's it. Good night from the garage in Lexington. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.